If fear is the only thing stopping us from achieving our dreams, and we only fear what we don't understand, then the antidote to fear is knowledge. All we have to do is find out who has the knowledge that we need to conquer our fears and achieve our entrepreneurial dreams. My name is Callum Walker, and welcome to the podcast that will help you figure it out and conquer this lonely entrepreneurial journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Um, I'm down the canal today, actually. I'm down the canal. Um, normally, I'm doing this walking in the field close to me, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to go buy some water. Um, so, I am back fully on a ketogenic diet. I made the decision about, I think I'm on day five. Yeah, no, no, hold on. So I got back from Northern Ireland Sunday. It's Friday today. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So today's, today's day six. Um, why have I gone ketogenic again? Well, um, previously I was pretty low carb. Like when I say pretty low carb, I mean, I'd probably have some, like a portion of carb maybe every other day. Yeah, probably every other day. And then maybe... Maybe once every 10 to 14 days, I'd have like a bit of shit, you know, like a little takeaway or something like that. Because it just like, it was just something to get excited about. But, um, but, and this, it's always been, this has always been my strategy for me that, um, that like right now, probably about six weeks away from fully like launching my founder membership for my membership properly. Um, so I've got a lot of like plates to spin. You know, I've really got to ramp up my social media presence. I've really got to like, you know, ramp up the creation of my lead magnets, get my funnel all in line, really kind of ramp up my creativity and really be operating at my highest level. Um, and the ketogenic diet has always allowed me to do that. And I can definitely attribute to that now. Um, why was that not kind of serving me beforehand? Uh, being low carb, like with that little bit, like a little bit of shit here and there, just almost like a little bit of a mental block. So um, the creativity was harder. I'd really have to consciously kind of think. Um, I got past the part, because I've been so like fat adapted for so long. I got past the part of like having those sort of like lulls between one and two o'clock. That hasn't happened to me for years, but but just the creativity certainly suppressed when I'm low carb. But I mean, even like three days in being ketogenic, it's like ideas are flowing to me again, like big time. Um, I mean, I'm wired, big time wired. Um, and the ketones do that, like like really do. And And, and, and even like... I noticed the difference from just having a carb meal every other day to being like zero carb. I say zero carb, probably at like what, 15 grams a day maybe with fiber. Um, I'm also like backing this up with a ketone ester. So I'd mentioned on one of the episodes previously that you can actually supplement with ketones. So to almost like take your ketones to a higher level. Um, now, why, why does that kind of happen? Well, my theory, like it's, it's well known in those who've been on a ketogenic diet or like, you know, carnivore or do intermittent fasting, anything like that. It's well known, the cognitive benefits, you just get this enhanced clarity. But no one really talks about like why. Um, 
I've got a couple of theories. Like the first one um, is just naturally when your brain's using glucose um, as a fuel, which it does when you're eating loads of carbs and you're not fully keto adapted, um, there's a little bit of excess inflammation um, off the back of using glucose as a fuel. So I've really, really like dumbed that down, by the way, like really dumbed it down. The point of basically you get like enhanced production of reactive oxygen species, free radicals, all these sorts of things. Imagine it like a car. So imagine it like a car that like is just a little bit more of a dirty fuel and you get like exhaust fumes and all this sort of stuff. That's kind of what the brain's like when it's using glucose all the time. No, not like it's not like damaging massively unless like you really, really are like hammering it. Um, but when you go ketogenic and the brain starts to use ketones as a fuel, it's just so much more cleaner burning. But the other thing, and the other, and this is more of my theory that I was working on during my PhD, um, was this thing called BDNF. So it's brain-derived neurotropic factor. You know when, um, like, what is that? You know when, like, you go and do some exercise, um, and you get, like, you're like, God, I'm so switched on. Like, I'm so switched on. Um, that, like, part of that is that you get this enhancement in BDNF. And I remember when I was like, um, you know, I was doing my research for my PhD proposal and um, I was reading some papers around BDNF and like naturally, when was it produced, um, which, which enhances the cognitive performance. Um, and it just kept coming up during exercise and fasting, exercise and fasting. And I was like, do you know what those activities both are? They're ketogenic activities that even like, even if you had an athlete who's eating a thousand grams of carbs a day, if they go for a run, they'll be in ketosis. Like the body will produce ketones. And then the same when you're fasting, the body produces ketones. So I put two and two together and was like, right, I'm going to go and like research this a little bit more. And what was really interesting was that like, that the ketones enhance the expression of BDNF, which enhances cognitive performance. But what was even more interesting was that BDNF increased the brain's ability to use ketones. So it's kind of like a bit of a, a positive cycle where you're like, more, BD, more ketones, more BDNF, which means more ketones, which means more BDNF, which means more ketones, which means more BDNF. So yeah, so that's, that's how I'm BDNF'd up right now. Um, <laughs> again, that's my theory. And I've got enough evidence to call it a theory. And I'm sure there's evidence to like go against that. But all I will say is, I'm wired. Um, incredibly creative, incredibly motivated. I mean, motivation is never really a problem for me, but like things are just coming easy. Now, there is also a downside to that. And it's kind of the price that you pay, especially in the, the start. Um, and I knew this price anyway, and I felt it during the day. Sleep. Sleep. I mean... I was just so wired yesterday. And I think part of it as well is that when you get keto adapted, you don't get hungry at all. So it's like, I've had a bit of yogurt today, but I could have gone without it easily. So like that's kind of enhancing your adrenaline because the body's just in a state of like activation, ready to hunt, ready to, to fight, ready to go out there. And I'm definitely incredibly activated right now. So... Um, which is great, but it's just hard to kind of like, yeah, it was hard to switch off yesterday. So I didn't really sleep very well. 
but then that gets counteracted with the fact that I'm activated anyway for the day. So, but um, where I was kind of getting at with that is that like really, again, that's like my strategy that I'm like, right, over the next six weeks specifically, I'm really, really have this focus on my physiological state. You know, I've got my dietary way of eating to level up my performance. I know my sleep sucked a little bit, but that'll kind of like go over the next few days. So, you know, I can really, really prioritize my sleep. Um, I'm exercising really well, but my exercise again is tied in with like, kind of like how my nervous system feels. So if I'm a bit activated, I just go for a walk um, if I'm overly stimulated. But when I'm like, yeah, okay, poof. So um, yeah, one other thing I've been doing as well is I've really ramped up my meditation and uh, I, I was talking to my brother about this. So I was like, right, you know, just all these ideas are just like flowing to me. And he was like, well, also, it's not just because you're in a ketogenic state, like yeah, you've been meditating more. So you become more and more aware of thoughts in your mind. And I've really enjoyed my meditation, especially with ADHD. It's like, you know, oh, shiny, oh, shiny, oh, shiny. And it's, like, it's really hard to like, you know, actually kind of, grip an idea sometimes and that's certainly really helping with my meditation uh, so again that's allowing me to really enhance uh, my creativity my ability to act on ideas and my ability to actually you know really move forward from a productivity point of view so um so yes that's in a good place um but yeah I, a word of warning <laughs> i just feel very activated so, um, so yes, that's the diet side of things at the moment. I haven't really spoken about nutrition for a long time. And I forget um, how much I actually do kind of enjoy talking about it. So, yeah, so that's where I'm at um, from a physical perspective. Um, I also, one other thing, what I really wanted to, like, discuss today is the idea of, like, what does success mean to you? Now, I know I've just like flipped straight away from ketogenic diet to what does success mean to you? But but it's important because, um, you know, I've certainly previously fallen into the trap of measuring my progress and my success by my finances. And don't get me wrong, it's a, it's a very important metric. Very important metric. But like a question that's been running through my head, both internally and also my family, my my close friends, my partner, it's like, look, what is success to you? And um and I really, really have like had that open up to me and make me really aware. Like my brother's been reading this book called Ikigai. I need to read it. He's basically saying like that your 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 search in life should be to find your ikigai, which is like your flow state which I believe is exactly what like your soul should be doing. And, and for me, I'm like, this process is my ikigai. This process, this business is my, it's not just the business from a financial point of view, but this is my life's work. Like this is success to me. I'm literally just like, I, my job is to just talk about what's going on in my life and talk about the lessons that I've learning and help other people succeed. And that's become so much more apparent to me just over these past three days. You know, I mentioned on the last episode that, you know, I had six, six hours worth of calls back to back just with clients who were just amazing and just like, 
you know, uh, you know, Sam's reversing diabetes, you know, um, you know, I've got all of my other coaches who are just like, yeah, I'm really kind of moving forward on, you know, the stuff that I know that I should actually be doing. Um, so that's just really like, you know, provided me with so much, um, fulfillment, excitement, clarity, um, as well. And then the, the other thing, I got this beautiful message today. Um, oh, sorry. There's, uh, there's loads of mud down here, down the canal. Uh, and of course I've got my white trainers on again. Really clever. Um, but yeah, I had this beautiful message come through today. Um, and it was from a client who I worked with when I was fully practicing as a nutritionist just over two years ago. And um, and he messaged me. He was like, Callum, um, I just want you to know um, I've maintained my weight and I had some blood tests done and there is zero risk of me being diabetic. Friend of mine, when I met him, he'd just been diagnosed with diabetes and just sent me this beautiful message of like, I'm so grateful for the inspiration that you were. I was just like, oh my God. Like, you know, it's just been, it's just allowed me to really appreciate the impact that I've had on people's lives. And, and that's not to kind of gloat or whatever, but I want to share that to you. Like, appreciate what you're doing like you're doing life-changing work and 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 we can almost get caught up in the weeds of like measuring our progress and our success by how much money we're making like oh everyone else is making so much money than me like i get it because like you know that runs through my head sometimes but then i'm like but look at the impact you're having look at the lives you're actually changing you know and and when you actually really see the impact you're having on people's lives that's your guy. She's like, yeah, yeah, this is cool. That's really cool. And actually my job is to find out how to do more of that. So if my job to market and to sell, it's to just figure out more ways to help more people. And you're like, yeah, this is cool. So, um, yeah, I, I have a task for you. I would love you to, instead of focus on everything you don't have and focus on how shit you are, I'd love you to go through all of your testimonials. Give them a watch. Go through if they're like written out, the text messages. Have the conversations with the clients who really are successful and whose lives you really have impacted and that are at a place where they wouldn't be if you'd have never crossed paths. Because I guarantee there's at least one, at least one person. And you'll probably find out it's so much more. So um, again, I think... The question we have to constantly pursue is like, what is success to us? And success to me is being in this flow state, just being me, like keeping my soul happy and just constantly making decisions that are good for my soul, that nourish the soul. Um, I know I'm getting a little bit spiritual here, but the thing that I've always found is that when I've chased the outcome, it's ran away. When I focused on the process, and got into that flow, money has found its way to me. So, um, and again, this is like a little quote that I got from Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. He was like, see money in the same way that you would go and date someone. What most of us do is like hunt it down like a rabid dog. So if I'm trying to like, when I was single, if I was trying to like be desperate and just hunt them down, 
I wouldn't pop in their text message every in their in their messages every single day, being like, "Do you want to go out with me? Do you want to go out with me? Do you want to go out with me? Do you want to go out with me?" Yet it's like so many mentors kind of put that as like, "Yeah, that's your strategy to get clients: sign up, sign up, sign up, sign up." Oh yeah, if you don't want to go out with me, um, it's because you don't want it enough. Like, oh yeah, come out with me and just like put it on a credit card. What? Like no. Who is <laughs> actually? Your goal is to get them to want to work with you. Your goal is to get them to want to go out with you. So if you can actually see your business in the same way that you would see dating, um, then, yeah, you know, then things become a lot easier. Like if you kind of look at like your, your Hinge or Tinder profile, does your Hinge and Tinder profile actually kind of warrant potentially like someone swiping right? Is it right? Yeah, it might be. Or swiping re left. That's the same as like your Instagram feed. It's my Instagram feed, like something that someone would look and go, yeah, I want to explore more. Or is it like, ew, ick. <laughs> so yeah. So if you can actually see your business in the same way that you'll go out dating, then yeah. And like, if you kind of look at it, that when it comes to dating, if I want to like, you know, I got to be clear on the kind of person that I would want to attract into my life. Who is it that I would actually want to go out with? I don't just want to go out with everyone and anyone. Like, that's not what I would want to do. Yet, it's like all of these mentors just say like, right, okay, basically, the secret to you having success in your love life is just going to Weatherspoons every single night and picking up anyone and everyone. And yeah, you'll be successful. No. How does that end up? If I want an incredibly, like, like my partner, incredibly hardworking, loyal, career-driven um, partner who is really, really going places in their life. Am I going to find them in a Weatherspoons on a Tuesday at 1pm? Probably not, no. Maybe. Maybe. But that would be chance. So my point is, again, treat your business like you would your dating life. Get clear on who it is you would want to attract in your life. Don't hunt them down and be creepy actually demonstrate like how amazing you are. How do you do that? By showing them that you're amazing by not pretending to be someone else. Take the mask off. Take the mask off. Be yourself. Show them that you're genuine, that you genuinely love them, you genuinely care. Can't really go wrong. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think I might mention this in the last podcast or if not, but I really like base my business and my message and my philosophy off my mum and my dad two statements that each of them has actually said. My dad, been in business for 40 years, over 40 years, incredibly successful. And he said, 85% of my business comes from clients that we've had for over 35 years. Okay, that makes things easier. <laughs> and my mum, which is just do a good job for someone. Do a good job, do a job that is better than everyone else and show them the love. Show them the love and go above and beyond. And I really, really do believe that if you can just operate from those two principles, like you're going to have so much success with your business. And again, by success, I don't just mean financially. I mean your ikigai. Because if you've got clients who are with you for 35 years, like you want to be working with them. <laughs> you want to actually make sure you like them. Because otherwise you've got 35 years. So again, my point with that is that like if you're operating from that place and you've got clients who are staying with you for 35 years, 
you must enjoy it. You must like it. And you must be good at it. So yeah, lots of lessons today. Lots of lessons. And unfortunately, this is actually going to be over 20 minutes, especially with the, in the new intro. How cool is that, by the way? Um, I am just going